Welcome to the Mastery Matrix podcast. I am your host, Kyrie, and on this side of the podcast world, we geek out on human potential and transformation. You know how to disrupt ourselves, elevate to mastery, and build our mind, body, spirit, and systems for greatness. I hope you're ready, guys, because I am. Let's go. All right, my friends, let's talk today about how to take your decision-making to the next level. As you're evolving, as you're growing, as you're gaining experience in your business and honestly in life in general, thing is things become more complex, right? Just like when we were a kid, everything that we tackled seemed so big, but as we grew up, whatever a five-year-old was tackling seems like, you know, it, it seems so easy. It seems like a no-brainer. Why was it hard before? It is because as we're growing and as we're evolving and we're gaining experience, what we're facing becomes more and more complex and requires a different level of thinking, right? And so if you're encountering bigger and more complex problems, it does make sense that the way that you make your decisions and the way that you evaluate your options should also evolve, shouldn't it, right? But when you think about it, a lot of people still make the decisions they're making in their business now the same way that they were doing them 10 years ago, maybe when they started the business. Uh, and even for life problems or anything that we're facing, we don't really think about how we're making decisions and think about how we can evolve that decision-making process. And I want to encourage you today to tap into that because chances are you have grown so much over the past several years. You have learned so much, so much over the past several years. You have encountered so much over the past several years but maybe the way that you make decisions is still the same as before. And the reality is probably the problems that you're facing now or, and by problem, I don't mean anything negative per se, but it's like literally everything that shows up that you need to tackle as a business owner. Things I'm pretty sure are definitely more complex now that they were for you several years ago, right? And so that means that you need to revisit how you tackle things and you need to revisit how you address those problems. If you didn't have team before and now you have a team, you need to make decisions differently. If you didn't have specific systems or technology within your business and now you do have systems and technology in your business, you have to make decisions differently. So if your decision-making process has not evolved, but you have, we need to change that, okay? And so I'm going to share with you here uh, five ways that you can really start uh, elevating and upgrading the way that you make decisions. Number one is making sure that you're prioritizing big picture decisions versus small detail decisions. Especially as you grow as a CEO, as you grow as a business owner, you're faced with so many different decisions on a day-to-day -day basis hundreds, if not thousands of them, the big one and the microscopic ones, right? And streamlining your process and upgrading your process for decision-making, it starts with identifying and focusing on the high impact decisions, the critical decisions, the decisions that are going to be the, the, the ones that are aligned with your long-term vision, the ones that are aligned with where you want to get to, right? 
my mentor, Ramit Sethi, he likes to equate this to um, like the, 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 the comparison that he gives is the $3 decisions versus the $30,000 decisions, right? And he's always talking about how some of these financial, personal finance gurus, they're always talking about how you need to save on the latte and make sure that you're not spending that $3, you know, at Target. What he's most, mostly focused on is how can you make the decisions that have a $30,000 impact versus a $3 impact. So that is the same thing that we're talking about here. What are those big picture decisions that have to be made by you and how, and making sure that you're delegating the smaller decisions to your team, right? That way you can free up your time, you can free up your energy so that you're tackling the strategic stuff that will actually shape the future of your business and of your life. So number one part, number one step of elevating your decision making and taking it to the next level is just making sure you're making decisions that are more big picture, that you have more of those decisions that you're focusing your energy on versus the small one. Every single decision that you make in a day will take up some of your energy. So if by 12 p.m., on any given day, you have used up all of your energy on tiny microscopic uh, decisions that are not going to move the needle much in your business, you have literally wasted a lot of energy that could have been done by somebody else. Okay. So as the CEO of your business and the CEO of your, of your life, you want to make sure that you're prioritizing big picture decisions. That's where you're going to focus most of your time, the critical stuff, the high impact stuff for your business and for your life. Okay. Number two, another way that you can really elevate your decision-making is to start tapping. If you haven't already, maybe you are already a numbers person and a data person, and you've been doing this and it's in your blood. Kudos to you. All right. This point might not be relevant for you. Skip to number three, but if data is not something yet that you've really used before, you're not just not a data person, well, let's make you a data person, a data-driven person. Data-driven decision-making is so good, especially once you start having a team, because then you're not just winging it, right? And when it's just you and you're winging it, it's fine. When you have a team of five people, 10 people, 50 people winging it, it's, a hot, it's called a hot mess. <laughs> All right, so we don't want to do that. You don't want a hot mess in your business. So using data analytics, using uh, data that comes to you from the market, from the clients, from um, you know the way that you do things and being able to gain insight from that data is going to help your decision making so much easier because now you're not just relying on people's emotions to dictate how you're good what you're going to do and how you're going to do it you're relying on actual data right before we moved our systems and uh and and moved them you know our sales into an actual super powerful crm and before we started operating on the coaching side in the business on um, you know, having our own platform where we can gather metrics and ratings from clients after each of their calls and their numbers and, and, you know, their financials and so on before all of that, it was definitely much harder because we were leading the business blind right now, leading the business blind still got us to eight figures, but it was hard. And now that we have the data, oh my God, it is so much easier to look at the data 
and remove the emotions from what we're uh, what we're doing and the decisions that we have to make. And it's so much easier to get everyone behind the decision because there is data in front of them to prove to prove that this is the reason why we're doing it, right? So bringing in data in your business and and prioritizing decision making using data is definitely another way that you want to elevate your your decision making and it's going to yield much more favorable outcomes and it's going to minimize the uncertainty within the business if you feel like you don't have anybody within your team right now who knows how to manage data how to process data and how to make the data speak in a way that you can uh, use it for decision making then that is something that you either need to learn you actually you want to learn some of this but then the other part will be to look at your next hires and ensuring that they can do that. It might be looking at your current team members and investing in them getting developed and trained on how to use data analytics. All right. So it, this is super important. And regardless of what role they're in, this is going to be helpful for them. If they're coaches uh, and serving clients, for example, or um, if they are in sales or if they are in marketing, usually sales and marketing will be more data driven, but even other roles can be very, um, very much enhanced by having the skill to learn the, the skill to, to read and, and make the data speak. Right. Okay. So data driven decision making, that is definitely the, the next step. When I look at all of my seven, eight figure clients, the one that thrive the most and that are able to continue the growth are focused on data. The ones that struggle a little bit more, even if they're making the money, they're making the money because they know how to do, they have a specific skill set that allows them to bring in that money. But when they get to a certain point and it's where it's about scale now and bringing a team and making that work without the data, it's actually very hard. All right. Number three, Embracing other ways to make decisions, and, and by this I mean actual frameworks that exist out there that you can utilize within your business or in your personal life to make decision-making easier. Sometimes you're just faced with a complex decision, a business decision or a complex life decision, right? And so in cases like that, maybe a pro and con list, which is still how many people make decisions, maybe that's not good enough anymore. And maybe now you look, you need to look into cost benefit analysis, or you need to look into doing a SWOT analysis, right? Which is basically looking at the strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats of a specific business industry or whatever, you know, is that problem that you're looking to solve, right? Maybe that's that type of analysis. Maybe it is using something like the Eisenhower matrix. I actually mentioned that on my podcast a few episodes ago when I was talking about um, how highly effective leaders operate, right? And that is the matrix that allows you to identify if an activity or a task that you're doing uh, uh, or that you have in your calendar, is it something that's urgent? Is it something that is important, not urgent, not important, and to be able to prioritize your time that way, right? So there are many, many different, these are just some examples of frameworks there are many, many different frameworks that you could utilize to structure your thinking and to streamline how you're going to evaluate the different options that you have and ultimately make a decision. Okay, so know that no matter what type of decision you have to make, 
there are frameworks, there are tools that exist to help you brain dump what you have in your brain into the tool, into the framework, into the spreadsheet, whatever that is, so that you can make your decision in a way that feels a little bit more systematic. And that will help you sometimes make decisions that would have been completely different from what you would have done had you just gone with, you know, with your gut or had you, had you just gone with the emotions or whatever showed up. All right. Now, speaking of guts, <laughs> speaking of guts, one of the actual, one of actually my favorite ways to make decisions at a high level is actually still using intuition. Now, the reason why I mentioned intuition after the other ones is because intuition and, you know, just going by your, you know, what you feel is actually different. When I say intuition, I mean intuition, especially for someone who's actually training themselves to listen to it and to recognize it. Because a lot of people will will uh, confuse their intuition with whatever emotion they're feeling at a, a specific time. And a lot of time that is fear and decisions made out of fear are not based on your intuition. All right. So this is why this one is a little bit tricky. I use intuition a lot because I have been training my intuition for a long time. And I have been actually, in, I have invested in training my intuition to the point where I 100% trust it when it shows up because I know that my emotions are actually regulated 99.999% of the time. If I were someone who is more guided by their emotions and tend to react impulsively, that is not intuition, right? And I would not trust myself in that in those types of situations. But when you're trusting your intuition, it typically is because on a regular basis, you are calm, your emotions are in check, and you can make the difference. You know, it, you can read very subtle signs that your intuition will, will give you. Now, if this is you and you're typically will notice and will recognize yourself in this scenario, then working on elevating your intuition is such a good move. It is something that will pay off dividends if you actually invest time, energy, and sometimes money to train yourself at a higher level so that you can tap into your, your intuition more. All right. I will not go much deeper into this, but what I will say is that for me, Tackling high-level problems, meaning problems that I do not even know what this potential solution is, intuition has always been and probably will always be the best thing for those types of problems. There are problems that seem sophisticated and where you can, you know, grab a tool and, you know, brain dump and go through several steps and, and, and figure out what the solution is. Sometimes you have no freaking idea what the, where the solution even lies. And that is where so, uh, intuition is huge because for me, tapping into that and really getting to, a, to, to um, take what the, whatever the problem is, process it in my mind, process it in my, you know, using the tools that I have for intuition and then watching the signs appear that has been the best, it's almost like magic, the best way to tackle the big, big, big problems that I have no idea where to find a solution to, okay? So that is for intuition. 
We'll table it for now. I'm actually planning a really good episode on intuition for you. I just spoke to the guest that I'm going to be um, uh, to be interviewing on this, and it's going to be super, super fun. So stay tuned for that, but we'll talk about it more. But however, just know that intuition and elevating your use of it and your tr- and training yourself to use it even more is huge for tackling very, very deep and complex problems. Finally, number five is, and this is not so much a tool, but it's a reminder. When we're talking about elevating your decision-making process, remembering that even as you know, a, a CEO or a business owner who's more experienced than you've ever been, who's more, um, you know, who's, who's tackled things that are way more complex, it is still important to remember that we can still be victim of analysis paralysis. So I want you to think about things that you have on your plate right now, things that you are currently working on and problems you, that you've been trying to solve. Is there anything where you're finding that you're spending a lot of time thinking versus doing? And if that is the case, I encourage you to stop thinking and just go and do. From the doing, you will get the feedback. So just because you have grown and you have become more experienced and you're tackling more sophisticated problems, just because that is the case doesn't mean that analysis paralysis is not going to hit still, right? And so it's important to remember that especially in high pressure environments, delaying your decision making will make you miss on opportunities. It'll make you stagnate and you, you don't want that. What you want is to give yourself deadlines, even for your decision making, is to get you know advice from people that you trust, is to figure out what is good enough for this specific decision that will just get you in the process of moving. And then as you move, you get the feedback and, and, and you, know, you get to revisit and reposition and so on and pivot if you need to, all right? So these are five tips for you to really help you elevate your decision-making. It's so important to realize that as we grow and as we invest in, you know, becoming better at so many different aspects of our lives and in leading our businesses, we tend to not realize that even the way that we make decisions has to shift. And we don't, people don't talk about this, I realize. So that's why I wanted to bring this topic to you. Look at how you've been making decisions. Look at the five tips that I just shared with you here today and figure out how you can up-level the way that you're doing uh, business, the way that you're making decisions in your business and in your life. And I guarantee you, it's, go- it's just going to make it feel a lot easier. All right? And it's nice to you know, use more sophisticated ways to make decisions too, because then you realize that a lot of the decisions that you made in the past that felt difficult would have felt so much easier if you had done one of these things. All right. So hope this was super helpful. I love you so much. Let me know uh, on social, DM me on any social, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and let me know which one of these things you are going to be tapping into more to elevate your decision. All right. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) There you have it. If you got any insight from today's show, guys, please make sure that you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That would mean a lot to me. Also, the conversation continues and I want you to connect with me on IG or Facebook. 
at Kyrie Var. Now, this information is in the show notes, so you can grab it in there and message me with your biggest takeaway from today's show. All right, so thanks again so much for being here with me today. I will see you very soon. <laughs>